So I've harped on about baby names in the past, right? Like, you know, when you're, you know, you've had a baby, like, this is my baby. This is, would you like to meet my baby? This is my baby, Richard. Okay. (laughs) And I thought, that's a good, that's a good name. It's not a good baby name because it's, you know, like Dick is short for Richard. Like who would call themselves Dick in this day and age? Like, or for uh, in history for that matter you know what I mean like I, my name's Dick like you can call me Dick because that's my name my name is Dick right so that's my name Dick I almost feel as though like you should have points taken away from like Mother's Day, Father's Day situations where like you've named your baby Dick. And then and no again, like nobody deliberately called your baby Dick. <laughs> like this is my baby Dick. No, you called your you called your baby Richard. Which is again, it's a good name. It's some great Richards, you know? Richard Burton. Um Richard Harris. Um Rich, uh, I don't know, Rich Little, I don't know, that's a bad example, but, uh, but there's still some dicks floating around out there, you know, Dick Van Dyke, Dick Van Patten, the father on uh, Eight is Enough, um, Dick Cavett, who, who's, who was ever comfortable with Dick, like, I'm Dick, hello, Dick. Well, we're in a bit of a pickle, Dick. <laughs> you know, um, Rick is not much better. When I think of pickle, Rick, when I think of pickle, Dick, I think of pickle, Rick, right? From Rick and Morty. And Rick is not much better. Rick, Rick is the guy, and I'm sorry if your name is Rick. You know, I have this thing for nominative determinism. You are your name, right? And Dick. Dick's Dick's a good dude, but Dick's a little straight. Yeah, Dick's fairly straight laced, but Rick. Rick's the dude with like the T tops on the Trans Am, the members only jacket, uh, the knockoff aviator shades. He's got his members only jacket zipped only part way up. And he's Rick. I'm the Rick. I'm Ricker. I'm the Ricker. Like uh Ricky like Ricky Schroeder, like Rick Schroeder. Like that guy had he he had the odds stacked against him from the beginning. Like, okay, you're Ricky, Ricky short, like Ricky. Ricky is isn't um isn't a, a, a isn't a better alternative than Rick. You know, Rick works at a stereo shop. You know, Rick still uses a VHS recorder. You know, Rick. Um, Rick is, um, Rick's a cool, Rick's a cool dude, but he's like trapped in some kind of time warp somewhere, right? He's, cause he rolls up the sleeves of his members only jacket, right? And his pants might be like, you know, borderline high water. Like they don't make it all the way. They don't, they almost touch the shoe, but they're really like, they almost don't, but, but fuck it. But if you, yeah, if you, if you. You fuck up baby names, you should have points taken away on Father's Day, right? Um, I'm the because I'm, 
I'm the one that came up with the kids' names because that's me. I'm a call me a control freak. I don't know. It wasn't really. It, there wasn't. You know, it wasn't a competition. It wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't um, forcing my way. We, you know, we we did a lot of deliberating, and I discovered. Excuse me. That uh, by the way, I hope everybody had a good Father's Day. Uh, but I I discovered that girls' names are a lot easier. I don't know. I was just coming up with them easier. I have an impression of what I uh, pursued, what I wanted, the image I wanted my children to project was what I believe I came up with. I I, I think I successfully, you know, their their names are uh, indicative of their personality, right, or their character. Like like my son Liam, like Liam's a hooligan, and I don't know what I was thinking. I knew because I took the name from a hooligan, right. And uh, I, I took the name from the lead singer of Oasis, who I think, you know, I, I really like the band. It's not my favorite band, but I, I mean, they, you know, they, they've had their moments, you know, back in 95 or 96, I think one in every eight households in the UK owned uh, their second album, What's the Story, Morning Glory. And uh, he de- he definitely had a presence, but he was also a hooligan. I mean, he was just a, a, a belligerent hooligan. Like you know what you get with a Liam. Like Liam is gonna be a, f- he's gonna be a fucking. It's gonna be a f- it's gonna be a ride, right? So, but I, it's my doing. I came up with the gr- the girls' names. I was I just pop 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 knocked them out, and um, I had uh, well, of course I got Chloe. Which I love, I just love it. I mean, it just makes me think of like, I think it means like blade of grass or some made up nonsense I read in a book, but it's not where I got it from. Um, Audrey, I love, I love that name. Uh, I don't even know much about Audrey Hepburn, but I always felt like she projected a real air of elegance. And I thought, this is like, that's a good name. But Liam, it was like, it's either going to be Noel or Liam. And Noel is. Mm, maybe a little too Christmassy. I don't know. But Liam it was, and that's what I got. I got my buddy Liam. So, and this motherfucker, and then the, continu- and the continuing saga of Liam, he was, um, I talked to him last week, like Thursday, I think. I go, uh, so what you got going on? He's got his, uh, well, he had a second interview at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Okay. Um, still processing that, but he goes, uh, Friday, I'm going to Fresno. <laughs> okay. How are you going to get down there? I'm going to drive. I'm going to drive Audrey's car. Uh, I'm like, uh, okay. All right. Well, so I made a point of letting him know that She's got AAA roadside assistance, so you better take that with you because that little check engine light that she drives around town is not, you know, there's a lot of bleak stretches between Modesto and Fresno that you don't want to be pulling over for. So Friday, so Friday came around, I'm just having some lunch, and I texted, I texted Bastard probably about 11.30, maybe close to 12. I text him, hey, so when are you headed for Fresno? Text back already here like what damn 
Good job. You little psychopath. So, without a hitch, he was, well, he's going down there to see the new Flash movie that came out, uh, the premiere, with his, for whatever, you know, he's, he's got some entourage, you know, they're like a bunch of, like, um, potheads that are, you know, I think they're welders, or they're gonna be welders, I don't know, it's his own group, it's his own, you know, it's, it's a pretty rigorous, um, screening process, I'm sure, but uh, these guys are all good dudes. Uh, I, from what I, from what I've, from what I've encountered, they're cool. I don't have any issues with them, but they travel in packs. And, uh, so he, he loaded up a couple of his, uh, his pothead buddies and they went down to Fresno. I just asked you don't smoke and drive. You got a triple a roadside assistance. Let me know when you get there. Already here. <laughs> so, and, uh, he was staying overnight, which is fine. And uh, kind of reminiscent of like my early days when I was up at Humboldt and I, we, we came down, it's so weird, we came down for, um, let's see, I was, at the time I was 19 maybe or 20, uh, probably 19. We came down, uh, I'd already been at Humboldt for a year. My second year, we came down to the NCAC track and field championships so the north northern california athletic conference which is like uh humboldt state chico state um hayward um who else oh uc davis um sonoma state and stanislaus state and uh university of notre dame uh, which is in the Bay Area, not the one in, not the one in Indiana, not the Fighting Irish, but uh, small school. But so they were uh, the guys on the team were uh, talk about this guy that they were that that they they'd recruited from Stan State from Stanislaus, UC Stanislaus, um, or Cal State, whatever it is, Stanislaus State University, and. Um, this guy, Phil DeMontney, who uh, was in Colorado with us, oddly enough. Um, so we went down, we drove down to watch the conference championships. He was running for Stan State. And then we, it, it, the, the meet was in Turlock, where Stanislaus State is. Um, and then um, after the race, we went, got some food, got some fast food, naturally like 19-year-olds are supposed to do. Went back to the dorms, started drinking beers. By next thing you know, it's like 11 o'clock at night, and we're out on the track again, and it's time for a nude mile relay. So the nude mile relay is a, a, a kind of a mm, kind of a rite of passage or a ceremony or a ritual that uh, a lot of guys uh, on Humboldt, they did... Um, up at Humboldt, I, I had not been a part of one at that time, but um, but based on the momentum of the situation, um, that's what had transpired. We were pretty well lubed, pretty well oiled up. You know what I mean? We were gassed. We had some, we'd had a few adult beverages, and here we were standing naked in the middle of a Turlock 
outdoor track, all weather track at 11 o'clock at night in Turlock and, uh, with a, with a crowd, um, of, of, you know, it was a co-ed crowd. It's a co-ed situation. We were having some fun with partying with the girls and the guys and it was go time. So I think I was the second or third. I think I was like the second leg. I certainly wasn't the lead off leg. I didn't, I didn't have the wheels at my buddy Jim. My buddy Jim was our anchor leg and his, he was the school record holder. He is still is the school record holder of the 800 the half mile at Humboldt state at like 150 flat. And, uh, but he was like a 48, 49 second quarter miler, but he, I think he was, but he was nursing an injury at the time. Uh, this might've been pre-school record and, um, but he had an, he had a knee issue for a kind of a lingering knee issue, but he was, but when you're, you know, when you're eight, 10 beers deep, doesn't matter. So he was our anchor leg and, uh, he was kind of our ace in the hole, right? So I, I, I think I held up my end of the bar. Who even knows? You know, you just see people on the turns, women, girls, co-eds, people cheering you on, you know, you're, you know, naked as the day you were born, you know, i.e. if you were <laughs> like baby dick, you're just like baby dick, there's baby dick. <laughs> Here comes baby dick coming around the turn, literally. And, um, but they're cheering you on. It's, it's the best. It's great. And then, um, Finally, we got to the anchor leg, and old, old uh, Jaime Feo, as they called him, he got his his re his, the, you know the exchange, and he was off, and he just tore. I mean, no shoes, no socks, no nothing, and he made up. A, I don't know. I mean, like again, like I was a distance runner. I'm not a. I I don't have the wheels. I don't have the the fast twitch muscle fibers that he does but I think he made up a lot of ground but he was coming off the final turn and I, he just and then he just gave up he just gave out like he I think he hit the I think he he ate some shit I think he ate shit yeah I think he had a little road rash <laughs> you know as you can imagine hitting a, a rubberized all-weather track buck-ass naked you know coming off a he probably ran like a 55 second quarter you know bare ass naked and um and then ate shit and then uh we caught i think we called it a night at that point kind of you know took it down a notch um and that was a wrap next day we drove back up we stopped at my folks place in uh Folsom and me and the fellas and um my mom you know i at this point my mom is kind of used to like me and I guess, you know, it is similar to, like, what what my son does, you know, with his entourage, his boys, the fellas, right? Varying degrees, varying background styles, whatnot. But these, my, my buddies are all runners. Well, not all, eh, typically they were all runners. You know, I, I mean, I knew, I, I knew a pretty good cross-section of this, of society. But at this stage, you know, from Humboldt, it was primarily a lot of runners. So my folks kind of got used to me dragging a bunch of dudes through the house, hanging out. Like I say, like, uh, I think it was that same summer that, um, 
the uh, when I came back home for the summer, my buddy Brian Noons, uh, who was uh, basically a, a rancher, blue collar, ranch hand type cowboy dude from Fortuna who went to Humboldt State and was a he had some pretty good he was a good 1500 runner he had some wheels but uh deep down he was a cowboy he was a redneck and he'd come down uh that summer later that summer right I think right after that happened right after because the conference championships in Turlock when we went down to grab Phil um that was that was a, that was a wrap. That was the end of the season. That was the end of the semester, and that was kind of a way that uh, we ended a lot of our semester. Like the the prior the prior year, we were in Chico State. The end of the year, the last night of the semester, when the entire town was rioting. You know, Chico State is just a, is just a free for all. They're just they're just um, they're they're just a. I don't. They're like rabid dogs, you know, that are just running the streets. The last night of school, you know, we were, we were taking shelter in Denny's with my buddy Jim, who had actually peed in a glass, and our assistant coach Bob Quintana drank it because he was drunk and he didn't know. And that's a long story, and I, I think I've already told it, but it wasn't. Uh, but that was the previous year when I was eighteen. So nineteen, I was in Turlock, and then so when school got out, and I made my way back home in Folsom. Well, the Folsom Rodeo happens in uh, every year without fail, like clockwork, July, the 4th of July weekend, basically. They wrap it up with fireworks. So it's a big rodeo thing. All the cowpokes come out with their big belt buckles and their cowboy hats. But my buddy Brian, I guess they do like a, they'd had, they'd had, maybe leading up to it, they do a, like a clinic on bull riding. So he's, he called me up one day. He's like, hey, I'm coming down there to do a bull riding class. Can I just crash at your house? I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. My parents, again, my parents just, they've had so many people come through, just mobile transient runners and dudes, just skinny, geeky weirdos that crash on the floor, on the couch, my room, wherever. And so he, you know, it was real easy to deal with Brian you know Noons is the easiest too he's he's the cool he was he was the coolest like he'd show up to our parties he'd be like yo it's Nunez baby you know he was um just a riot just a, a laugh riot you know but he came down and uh he was gonna do the bull well he did the bull riding I, I even went out to watch him this was I I want to say it was prior to the actual rodeo and I went out just to watch him just get ragdolled all across the ring just <laughs> just, I mean, they just beat the snot out of him. Um, he got beat up pretty good, and it was just for the weekend, and that was a wrap. And then he went back up north. <laughs> but that's what you know. That's what happens in the Central Valley, man. That's what happens. But um, but speaking of relays and running and all weather tracks, do you believe? Like fucking, this was uh, well. First of all. First and foremost, shout out to fucking, uh, what's his name? Simeon Birnbaum. This motherfucker is, uh, he's just, they, they ran this outdoor national, uh, outdoor, cha- some kind of, 
it's not the national championships. It's like, but they called it the USA outdoor championship, but it's not, it's the nationals or something. It was a, it was a weird, they ran a 1500. It was, uh, Simeon Birnbaum, Connor Mance of all people, you know, the, the, the BYU, the two-time BYU cross-country champion, and uh, 27, 30, 10K runner, and 208 marathoner. Well, he's also a, 30, a 337, 1500 runner. Like, that's some fucking range. Like, I was explaining to uh, my mom over the weekend that um, just the mere diversity of what talent you had to have, by, like... To be a competitive marathon, just just a competitive marathoner, you have to be a sub sub four miler. You have to have that kind of speed. Matter of fact, you have to be basically a one like a sub one fifty half miler. Like you, you have to be like about a one forty eight half miler, um, which is a very good time. But it's not it's not going to win international meets but it's competitive you're going to be four seconds behind the winner but that's fucking that's 54 254 second quarter miles right because back in the day when i was 18 there was only three guys on the face of the earth that could break 210 in the marathon and four minutes in the mile that was greg the only american was greg myers that i was aware of um and then there was Jeff Smith from Great Britain and Rod Dixon from New Zealand. I believe that's it. Rod Dixon was a beast. Uh, he was like a 208, 59 marathoner and a sub four, like a competitive sub four, like competitive 1500 runner. But those Kiwis, the New, the New Zealanders are insane. Like these guys are reckon they're running 200 mile weeks as uh, while they're training for the half mile. Like they're just, just. You know those. I, I was watching a, a a clip on like the Australians and like Herb Elliott's coach, the the fifteen hundred meter champion from uh, I want to say the fifty six Olympics. His coach was like, the way he trained him is like, r- just run. Well, how how far do we go till you drop? Oh, gotcha. Like these guys are hardcore. Like Ron Clark and. Um, Rob D. Costella and Steve Monaghetti, these motherfuckers, like, were hard, hardcore guys. But, uh, but yeah, but when I was 18, when I was my son's age, there was only three guys that could break four in the mile and 210 in the marathon. And that's, and that's, that's something to be said, 210 in the marathon. Like, if you're under 211, you've, you've run a marathon at under five minutes per mile pace. So 210 is like four, mm, 457 per mile pace. Like, that's no joke. Like, that'll win a lot of races. Uh, nowadays, it's like, you know, when you're looking at the world record being around. And, 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 and uh, at, to put it in relative terms now, the world record at the time, when I was 18, was uh, 20712 by uh, Carlos Lopes from Portugal. And then, um, is that right? Oh, yeah, and then Steve Jones was one second back, 207.13, from Wales. 
And then um, De Costello, the Australian, was third all time at 207.51. He ran that in Boston in 86. Uh, Jones ran his 207.13 in um, Chicago and Lopes. I don't know where he ran his. I want to say it's like Rotterdam. I think he ran 207.12 at Rotterdam in um, the Netherlands. Um, so by today's standards, the world record in the marathon is 201, like 201.09. And, uh, and then there's a guy that just ran like 201.29 this year, which is just, I mean, that's like 434 per mile. Like, my God. But these motherfuckers are also 148. 800 meter runners, 148 half milers, definitely sub four milers, without a without question. So now, so now the whole thing is like you have to be a sub four miler to be competitive in the marathon. And eventually, maybe it's going to be a point where to be a competitive ultra marathoner, you're going to need to be a sub four miler. But I don't. That's a long. I mean, that's like that's. If that ever became the case, that's like twenty years from now. That's like a, that's like another generation. But I don't see, I don't foresee that happening. Anyway, long story short, too late, Johnny. Connor Mance is a three thirty seven fifteen hundred runner, which it's equivalent to about a three fifty four three fifty five mile. But he's also a two oh eight marathoner. Like that's fucking. That's insane. That's a great. That's a great. That's that's diversity, you know. So uh, this 1500, which they called the USA Outdoor Nationals, but it wasn't, it's not, a, it wasn't the Nationals, because the, nation, the, the Nationals are going to be beginning of July, like the 6th through the 9th in uh, Eugene. And, but this particular race was just a, uh, more of a, I guess, probably more exhibition oriented, but it had Connor Mance and this guy, Simeon Birnbaum, the winner ended up being uh, 336, but this motherfucker, this high school, is Simeon Birnbaum, who just got done running 834, an 834 two-mile, the second or third, I think it's second fastest high school two-mile of all time. After having already won, I think he won the Arcadia invite uh, two-mile back in March at 834, ran the Brooks PR two-mile at 834 again, He's already broken four several times in the mile. And in this particular 1,500 meters, homeboy runs 337. He just got out-leaned by Connor Mance. So they took second and third, I think. I believe second and third. But they both ran about 337. Like, what the fuck? Like, that's... Like, he's up... Like, it's just fucking... Insane, like this 18 year old kid from South Dakota is just legging it out with the pros, you know. And Connor Mance got to give it up. I mean, that's that's just as outstanding, just as as impressive a feat for a quote unquote distance runner slash marathoner to run that and actually out lean Simeon Birnbaum at the line. Regard, I mean, despite the fact they both really ran 337, but that's fucking insane. But you know what's even more insane? <laughs> Dig this. So the Bizlet Games, 
epic, epic shit. So first and foremost is uh, our boy uh, Jacob Ingebrigtsen, the, the Norwegian, the flying Norwegian, right? Uh, the Olympic champion, 1500 meter Olympic champion, uh, Olympic record holder at 328 something. Uh, becomes, I think, the f- fifth or sixth 1500 meter to go under 328 at 327.95. Just decimated this field. Um, in front of his home crowd in Oslo, Norway, with the Bislett Games, which is always a great, it's a great, great track meet. Always great. A lot of great, lot of great times. Lots and lots. And the stadium loves it. The crowd loves it. These people eat this shit. It's like the way we do with NFL football. They fucking love that shit. So he, so he fucking just pistol whipped everybody in his race at 327.95, I think. Something to that effect. Which is like, it's about a 345 mile. He fucking just stupid. This is the guy that just broke the two mile world record, running through uh, seven fifty four. So, but the the fucking race of all races was the five thousand meters. Dig, fucking this. So, what you got is Yomai Kajelska, Kajelka, Kajelka. I can't even it's I can't even pronounce his name. Him and Jacob Kiplimo. Um a couple of Africans, of course, naturally. Just going at it. Just getting after it. In the five thousand meter and it's just it's a pretty stacked field. Um Louis uh Grijalva, Joe Klecker, and Joe Cle- Joe Klecker. Who the fuck? Like, Joe motherfucking Klecker. The guy was, uh, I think he was second. Second or third qualifier in the 10,000 for the last Olympiad in 2021. Um, Really, I mean, dude's broken 13 more than once. Um, Which is something to be said, particularly... And he's and he's run like low twenty sevens. I don't know, let's see, what's what the fuck is Joe Klecker? Joe Klecker, what is your deal? Joe Klecker. Joe Klecker's got some wheels. Um he is twenty six years old from Minneapolis, Minnesota. And uh But he's not the first guy you think of. When it comes to um, American distance running, his coach is Dathan Rittenheim, which is a good sign because Dathan Rittenheim is considered to be one of the best high school ru- uh, distance runners of all time, and he actually was a great Olympian as well. And he's like a two oh six marathoner or something. But he holds uh, Klecker holds PRs of uh, three thirty. He's another three thirty seven fifteen hundred guy from Colorado. He ran for Colorado. Uh, I think just, I think Dathan, uh, I think so to Ritzenheim. I believe Dathan Ritzenheim also ran for Colorado, along with Adam Goucher and those guys. Um, he's a 739, 3,000-meter runner. He's a 1254, 1254, 5,000 meters. Like, like that being said, oh, and he's a low 20, he's like a 2707 
10,000 meter runner. And that's nothing to sniff at. That's a fucking gnarly. That's fucking, like, you, you're a fucking beast is what you are. But, but 13, the 13 minute barrier, barrier in the 5,000 meters was like, it seemed almost unattainable forever. Like forever in the 80s, it was like the world record was 13 flat point point four one or something like that. But Dave Moorcroft, who was um, also a phenomenal 1500 runner, but uh, 13 flat. And um, the American record forever in the 80s was uh, 1301.15 by Sidney Marie from... Uh, uh, well, by way of Villanova, he ran for Villanova, but he was from originally from South Africa, but he changed citizenship and he became an American. He was an Olympian as well. Uh, and he was just a badass, just a badass. But 1301, but forever, like they couldn't break, like uh, it took, I think Saeed Ouida from Morocco was the first to break 13. And it was just like monumental. But now it's like fucking everybody. Every, it seems like everybody's getting in on the act, right? So dig this. So fucking dig this. So in this race, this 5,000-meter race, um, so Yomif Kajelcha, I, I think I'm saying his name right, Yomif, Yomif Kajelcha, they, and Jacob Kiplimo, Kiplimo, Kiplimo from Uganda, uh, a couple of Africans, the, the, uh, Kajelcha is from Ethiopia, but uh, Kiplimo is from Uganda. We're just going after it and they literally tied for the same time at 1241 like what the fuck 1241 12 motherfucking 41 for 5000 meters so that means they so that 5000 meters 5 is 5 kilometers which is 3.1 miles so that's over 3 miles so that means at the 3 mile point they probably came through at about 12, 11, no, 12, 15. That's about a 405 per, per mile pace. So yeah, but it convert 1241. Basically, their last lap was like 53 seconds. Their last half mile was 153. They ran their lap after, after running 10 laps at a 405 per mile pace. They bust out the last 800 meters in 153 their last mile check this out their last mile was fucking 354 so they'd already run two miles at probably about a four four oh eight per mile pace so they're probably going through two miles at about 816 so with Four laps to go, they bust out a 60.18. With three laps to go, a 60.09. With two laps to go, they bust out a 58.42. And then their final split, 55.75. That's fucking stupid. The last mile, the third mile of the 5,000 meters was 354. Their last 2,000 meters, their last 2K. Their last 2,000 meters, right, of the 5,000 meters. So, so after 1.86 miles with 2,000 meters left, 
five laps to go. Their last five laps was 4.54. That's like running a 3.54 mile and then another 60-second lap, which would, I think, put them in the top 10 of all time for the 2,000 meters, and they'd already run 3,000 meters at breakneck speed. So the world record uh, in the 5,000 meters is 12.35, which is just, that's just stupid, by jo- uh, Joshua Chiptegay. Chiptegay? I can't, you know, I can't even see these guys' names. Kenanisa Bakila uh, is second at 12.37. So these guys are running, that's basically like a 12, 10, three mile. That's three miles in like 12, it's about a 4.03 per mile pace for three miles. Uh, Haile Geber Selassie from Ethiopia. Uh, he's third on the all-time list at 12.39. Daniel Komen, who was the former two-mile world record holder at 7.58 that Jacob In- Ingebrigtsen broke uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, is fourth all-time at 12.39. And then uh, Yomif Kajelcha at 12.41. Tied, tied obviously, with... Um, with uh, Jacob Kiplimo. Like, fucking what? And then coming up in fourth place, Joe Klecker, 12.56. Like, it's just the top three, six guys broke 13. It's a fucking s- stupid. Fucking, that, that, that's a race of the ages. That's a fucking race of the ages. To, to bust out a 354 third mile, like, it's just... Fucking, I, I can't, it's, I can't even really comprehend it. Like, I really, I, I, I fucking can't. It's just, it's beyond my comprehension. Um, but that's what these guys are doing now. Like, it's just beyond, it's just beyond, it's just beyond anything. That the, the human body can do that. So, so there you go. So that's what's up. That's what's up. I told you that's what's up. Fucking that's what's up. But uh, but the actual, so the USA Outdoor National, the national championships. I don't know what that thing was that they ran with Birnbaum and, and Connor Mance. But um, the USA Outdoor National, the, the national championships are July 6th through the 9th, which I, I, I'd already touched on them. I wanted to go. Uh, but the, all the events I want to see are on the first and fourth day. And I want to, you know, I've got a short, I've always got a short window of opportunity, a real tight window of opportunity to see stuff like that. I, it'd be better if it was what I wanted to see was in the middle two days, but it's not, unfortunately. But, 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 don't touch that dial. So, um, but what, I, what you got going? What do you, what, what do you got going, Johnny boy? What's up? Talk to us. Spill it. So my, so my motherfucking Father's Day, I woke to the knowledge that I knew the ice bath at the gym will would would be ready, and it being a Sunday, eight a.m. I don't think anybody was gonna be. I don't think it was gonna be a crowded line particularly on a Father's Day, right? You know, everyone else is strapping up for their, you know, to 
roll pops out to brunch or some bullshit or the golf course or go drag him somewhere. Not me, not this guy. I crawl over broken glass for all the kids, but today's the day you gotta leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> it's just, we just want peace, man. We just want peace. And my peace was walking into the gym eight o'clock on the dot looking at an ice bath in an empty gym no line and that was legit that's that was the first real legit like that was real like I was breaking up ice breaking up sheets of ice as I climbed in and it hurt like it really it was it was um life-altering kind of like I get it now like my my the one that my lady got me the little vinyl one again just there's it, it it got close it got close to what this did but this was like the one at the house i could sit in that day i could sit in that bitch all day you know i mean it was cold but it wasn't it just wasn't cold enough but i could sit in that bitch all i could sit i could make i could make dinner in that thing you know i could go i could wheel me over uh, we could go see a movie in that thing i could go to a drive-in theater in my ice bath this one 30 seconds all out. 30 seconds I, I was I'm like I'm out I'm out I'm good I'm good you know bring on the shock proteins bring on the cytokines bring on the leukocytes bring on the fucking dopamine you know but 30 seconds was all I could handle and uh but it set the tone for the day and what I'm what well and what do you mean by that I'll tell you if you just just shut the fuck up for a sec I can I'll tell you I'm making the announcement today. I will be running the Rio del Lago 100 miler. Like this is this is not a drill. That the one that I dropped out of last year, which was I was it was only the 50 kilometer race, which is 31 miles. But I only made that I only made I think about 13 miles of that one before I, the old IT band, the old tibial band, has betrayed me. My old my old 52-year-old bitch ass just betrayed me. But that's where the, uh, the ice bath comes in. It's like the shock proteins. They're going to go in and they're going to repair my dead tissue, the dead cells, and the non-functioning, the, the uh, ill-functioning uh, components of my body, my tendons. This is the beginning. This is the beginning of building up, building it 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 up. You know, I can't crash and burn like old Jimmy, like old Jimmy Bowles did on a summery night in Turlock, California at Stan State University. I can't do that. I can't crash and burn. I, um, I'm, I'm packing on the mileage. So after the ice bath, I got on the treadmill. I did 30 minutes on the treadmill broke broke it up with interval running running walk run walk run walk run walk then got out on the trail after that oh no did the weights after the treadmill hit the free weights after the treadmill then got out on the trail and did about seven miles on the trail got back then did my pull-ups and my stomach exercises so this is where it's at so i'm building and i'm building and i'm building and the ice bath is integral to the whole process of repairing my you know my beat up tissue my ligaments 
my tendons and uh, providing the shock proteins I need to just maintain. I mean, it was because uh, prior, let's see, so sun, that was yesterday. Prior to that was thir- the, the Thursday workout was a, virtually a, a carbon copy. But I, I took Friday, Saturday as an easy day, a couple of five milers. And then, uh, but yeah, Father's Day, back at it, 8 a.m., no excuses. Rent's due. Let's fucking go. And it's the goal. It's uh, four and a half months. So in November, beginning of November, the November 4th race is uh, the, last, the last possible excuse me, qualifier for the Western States 100 miler, which they are running next weekend. The one that starts from Olympic Valley up in Tahoe. And ends in Auburn, just up the road from me, in about 18 minutes. Why I want to qualify for this, I don't know. I don't know, because I doubt I would run it. I don't know. I might. I don't know. I just want to... I want to be given the opportunity to turn, turn it down. More, more than anything. The beauty of it is uh, the Rio del Lago is in my backyard, too. That one goes to Auburn, from Folsom. Folsom to Auburn and back and then Western States starts in Olympic Valley, Tahoe, and ends in Auburn. So, so that's that's where I'm at. This is the official, non-official, official launch point of my uh, my bid. I don't know. We'll see where it takes me. This could be one of those deals where it's like, eh, I decided to give it another shot. I had a bad episode last year. I had to drop out this year. What you won? <laughs> I don't think I'm going to, I, you know, it's entertaining and I'm, but it's totally delusion to think like that, but, but why not, you know, just start picking people off, just get in shape, get in, get your legs where you need them. As long as the legs hold up, I, I think I can crack the top 10, which is really the real, that's the realistic goal. Just crack the top 10. Just finish. Just finish. If you finish in under 20... I think you got to finish under 24 hours to qualify for the Western States. And... Uh, but that's still... If you go... If you break 24 hours, you're going to be in the top 50. I think there's like three... They open up 330, 340 slots. And... Uh, so that's a lot of time. There's a lot of people and a lot of time out on the trail. But there's nothing. I mean, I've, 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 I've got enough in me historically. I think I could, I could finish and finish well. And there you go. So. That's it. So I'm going to wrap it up. Hope you had a great Father's Day. I hope uh, you left Pops alone. Let him do what he wanted to do. It's all reciprocate. It's all reciprocate. You know, if it's a, it's a tricky thing to feel like you don't need to do anything, but that's what he wants. Trust me. Well, that's what he wanted because it's already over. It's over, Johnny. Father's Day is over. Another year. Another one in the books. So, and on that note, I'll talk at you later. Arrivederci, baby.
Bye.